Welcome to part three of Health System CIO's interview with Tom Barnett, CIO at University of Rochester Medical Center. In this segment, Barnett talks about what he believes are the keys to ensuring a successful EHR rollout, why even though a digital strategy is critical, it still has to take a back seat to implementation and optimization, and the screening tool that has turned out to be a game changer for his team. The following Health System CIO podcast is brought to you by LK, a nationwide leader in healthcare connectivity. Decommission your legacy systems with LK Archive. All systems, all data, one consolidated solution. Retain 100% of your legacy data at 20% of the cost with LK Archive. For more information, visit lk.com. That's E-L-L-K-A-Y dot com. You mentioned before about the affiliated hospitals being on a multi-year plan to go to Epic. And can you just talk a little bit about where that is right now or what that timeline looks like? Sure. So one of our hospitals, uh, it is our Thompson Hospital. We just went live all things Epic for them, so revenue cycle and clinicals, February of this year. And that's the first of kind of our four affiliate hospitals. Now it's a matter of as we work through the rest, we've got a smaller dedicated team that's kind of like the advanced team, but they help us map the uh, the clinical workflows. Here's the typical type of build you're going to receive, and we just like to help prepare that organization from a change management perspective. As complicated as an EMR is, and I do not want to diminish that at all, rolling the software out is the easier part. I won't say it's easy, but it's the easier part. Getting the workflow, getting operational understanding and awareness about how, just in the revenue cycle space, how that system is going to be different than the way you've operated today and how you may have to staff differently or resources may have to move into uh, different areas of the overall revenue cycle. I think that is the easiest way to to ensure a smooth rollout of any EMR, EPIC or otherwise. Mm -hmm. So we like to work with those for three to four months ahead of time before we start doing any of the uh, specific build and then the ultimate launch for them. Right. Okay. So you were at uh, North Shore University Health System. That was your, your last role. From what I had seen just in doing some research, there were kind of a lot of uh, uh, big initiatives there. And being part of that type of organization, uh, large, complex, I, I'm sure that that was really good preparation for this role. And do you find that you're able to really kind of leverage some of those learnings? Absolutely. North Shore is a phenomenal organization, and they are doing uh, a lot of um, very innovative things in the technology space. That background and getting exposure, they were the first health system to sign an EPIC inpatient contract. So they've been up for for quite a while, and uh, I think that exposure to a mature organization that's been at this for a while is just a wealth of information and extremely valuable experience. And then I can also take that and be able to to know what the goal is that that we're working toward, having been in that environment and seeing how it operates and and, uh, seeing how well of an oiled machine it can become. It definitely becomes uh, an inspiration point for the work that we're doing here. Right. And there was also a good amount of focus on, on digital health there, which is an interesting area because 
there are so many different facets of it. But um, where would you say that is as far as your strategy now at Rochester? So we do uh, have a, a digital health and patient engagement initiative here as well. I think it is balancing that priority along with you know, a lot of the stabilization phase of having launched a, an extremely large uh, revenue cycle system. As we're building the data warehouse, it's a matter of being able to just balance all of those different priorities. So I was uh, very involved in the digital health work that was going on at North Shore. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is how fast that field, it just continues to evolve, yeah. and a lot of tremendous innovations going on, a lot of new players coming into the space. So we are definitely keeping tabs on that and now figuring out which ones make the right sense for us to implement given where we're at in our overall trajectory here. So right now we're focusing on making sure that we're rolling out and enabling all of the features uh, within MyChart that are available to us at the moment. I think getting that smooth and and with a great patient adoption becomes kind of the foundation uh, to being able to launch. But we are under active work with some of our um, medical departments or subspecialties to actually come up with, well, what does this workflow look like for how you'd want to monitor a Parkinson's patient or a diabetic patient? You know, there's a lot of different technologies. How does that fit back into the workflow and how do we want to extend this from a digital health perspective? It's an exciting field. There's just yeah. no, no shortage of, of things to do. Right. And, and you mentioned that things are quickly evolving now, which is interesting because I think maybe about two years ago or so, there was a lot of talk, and for good reason, I think, about healthcare really being late to the party when it comes to some of the digital tools. Yes, and I, and I think as different groups have really begun to bring the focus, so a couple of them, it doesn't pertain to digital health per se, but just seeing the enormous inroads that blockchain is making and some mm-hmm. of the um, the opportunities that a uh, use case that it could be really good for uh, in a healthcare space and seeing the number of companies that are beginning to incubate ideas around that space, very similar to the digital health as well. There is so much going on in the consumer space, and I think that just ports itself naturally, whether it's exploring things as, you know, as mechanical as drone delivery. But the smartphone has just been the catalyst for a lot of that. From just a patient-reported outcomes perspective, that, that just gives you a tremendous platform. In the older days of, let's say, pure Microsoft type of world, where you needed different drivers to, to handle all these different peripherals and how do things plug together, the smartphone is an integrated, everything works, the drivers are invisible to you, it's a perfect form factor, and it becomes an incredible launching point for the medical world. Right. Yeah, it is so interesting to see, especially because we're all consumers of healthcare as well. Yep, and it's got to be balanced and tempered, obviously, with what some of the consumer applications or applying of this technology didn't have to work with necessarily up to this point, but there is privacy, there is HIPAA, and there is a tremendous amount of security that comes with the healthcare space. Uh, And I think that was probably kind of a huh to technology Mm -hmm. moving into the space a few years ago, but now they're embracing it, and I think you're just seeing exponential growth as they're figuring out, aha, there are ways to innovate as well as keep that information safe, and I think that's going to be the power. Yeah, right. I noticed uh, just from looking at, at some of your information that you are someone who's willing to speak on occasion to help educate or share some best practices with uh, across the industry. And 
When you're speaking at an event, what would you say is really the issue that CIOs have that thirst for? So from CIOs, it definitely interests around data and analytics. So how can Mm -hmm. I get more value out of the data that we're generating? would be one area. Security is always an area that people definitely want to know, what are others doing? Are we doing everything from that perspective? I always like to say it doesn't matter how high you build the wall, 10-foot wall, the bad guys always end up with an 11-foot ladder. It's, mm-hmm. it's an axiom of life. Right. But from that perspective, they're also interested in how much time, talent, resources do you put toward transformation of a technology space in healthcare? We've all been under such pressure over the last several years, particularly to get EMRs stood up and then to begin operationalizing and and getting workflows, working with operations to get workflows set up appropriately to to support that. But now how do you innovate? How do you transform uh, above that to what capacity, what, what slice of your time or your division's bandwidth can you put toward that? That's a balancing act. And if there's one thing that I did learn really well at North Shore, and it was a combination of that and some research for some um, other initiatives we were doing with other healthcare centers in that digital health space. It was you are never going to be at a, a loss for different technology finding its way to you and knocking your door down. Here's the latest gadget that does X or Y. You can literally exhaust yourself and your organization trying to evaluate and, and go after that stuff. But there was a great guiding principle that we kind of instantiated during our work there. And it was always focus on what problem are you trying to solve. Mm -hmm. And the minute you look at it from that perspective, part of these solutions, which may may be very good solutions and um, very good technology and and innovative and so forth, but if it doesn't go after a, a specific need or a specific problem that we're trying to get our heads around and come up with, good solutions for, then it's it's not that it's noise, but it isn't focusing on my exact needs mm-hmm. right now. So that becomes a great screening tool for us. If we focus on what business problem we're trying to solve, I tell this in, in any town hall that I have here or, or even at, uh, at North Shore, I'll ask everybody, you know, how many folks believe they work in, in the IT field? Okay, I see a raise of hands. And inevitably, you get you know majority of hands going up. How many believe they work in healthcare? You might only get a few hands go up. I said, mm-hmm. I'm going to challenge you to believe in the following. You are all healthcare employees. You don't specialize in surgery. You may not specialize in being a radiologist. You specialize in technology. So your job, first and foremost, is it to understand how the EMR is configured? Sure. That's important. Understanding server backend structures or RAID arrays? Absolutely. But your primary job is you're a healthcare employee. You learn all the other and stay aware of those technology aspects in order to know how to apply them to support the the healthcare workflows and when to bring forth to our operational counterparts, hey, here is something that may help you with X, whatever that could be. That moves you from being a service provider as an IT shop, which is just tell me what you want me to do and I'll do it, to -hmm. becoming that transformational partner. That's the key to getting IT folks to be at the table when operations is truly looking at how are we going to make our business more efficient, affect patient outcomes, and so forth. You want to be at the table when those discussions are being had, not called after the fact. So um, keeping that focus on that I'm a healthcare employee, but my specialty is technology. 
I think right. that that's a good key. And that keeps it in mind as you're reading all the different uh, information that there is out there, uh, always keeping an eye out toward where is this potentially going to be helpful and when's the right time to bring that forward. Right. Yeah, that, that's really important. And it's evident in what you were saying before that there's a real emphasis at Rochester on making everyone feel like these things aren't done to them, but that they have a part in it and can, can be engaged. And that's something that we've heard so many times is so critical. The worst conversation that a CIO or, or anybody in IT wants to be in is to hear an operation folk, whether clinical, business, you know, rev cycle and so forth, this process isn't working for me, okay? Mm-hmm. Why? Because the technology that IT gave me didn't take mm-hmm. into account my needs or my requirements. That's, what's the old phrase? That's when the only thing you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, we, we want to make sure we're not leading with technology, that we're supporting with technology. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, I think that, that about wraps it up. There's always more I could talk to you about, but I'm hoping we, we can do this again. But, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's been so interesting to hear about what you guys are doing and, and your, own, uh, your own experiences. So thank you so much for taking some time to speak. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Kate. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.